I'm confirmed, ready. But you can't, you can't have two biscuits on the go. What about one? <laughs> I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about films, it's a Guys on Film podcast. Don't hurt my family! <laughs> uh, okay, we're going to do Liam Neeson today, right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah, I mean, okay. that was him saying that. No, I just chipped in for a yeah, second. Yeah, just chipped in for a second there. See you, Liam. Bye! <laughs> I'll turn that down here. Yeah, yeah, he sounded louder. <laughs> Hello, you, hold on. See you, Liam. Bye! <laughs> okay Perfect. well before we get started that's the kind of live fun we can have <laughs> live fun have you joined the fingerless generation we haven't I certainly haven't no but if you can't be out, out searching, searching for our podcast and want it right at the tip of your tongue rather than the tip of your fingers mm. then you can just say play with the guys on film podcast to Amazon Alexa or Google Home and then it's just going to be no problem mate uh, but you can also look us up on the web we're um, facebook.com forward slash guys on film or at GOF podcast on Instagram and Twitter check us out yeah email Ollie don't do that guys on film podcast at gmail.com so get in touch if you disagree with anything that we talk about then email us and let us know why we got it wrong shut up that's not what I was going to No, no, that, that's what you should do. You should speak up, be heard, mail in, tweet us, message us on Facebook, all those things. Phone it in. Phone it in. Yeah, okay. PO box. What's on this show? Okay. This uh, show. So in Seggy One. Coming up on this week's show. It's funny you should say coming up because in Seggy One we're doing the. Going to your shed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I mean it's just around the corner I can you can have a look if you want um, we've got a seggy one which is it's actually your idea but I've done it classic me ideas. true or false sex and nudity claims in uh, Liam Neeson movies so I'll be giving you some sex and nudity from IMDB or is it from my head or other either way it's been real yeah <laughs> somehow yeah. Okay, and then we're going to do life scores, but since we've recorded this back to back, it's not going to be that much different to last week. But we've done some things since the last time we recorded a podcast. Um, okay, and then the main event is Liam Neeson. That's true. Liam Neeson. Yeah. yeah, I like him. You do? Yeah. Just before we get into all that, um, I've got a question for you. Is okay. that right? Yeah, yeah, go for it. It's not a, a single answer or like kind of straight uh, yes or no or anything like that. It's just like, what are your thoughts about how Liam Neeson might approach training Owen Wilson for a career in dad action? Well, first of all, he'd have to hand down the leather jacket from father to son. <laughs> this is now yours to wear wow. when you're in trouble or when your family's in trouble. A little big. You'll grow into it. Wow. You need to be 60 years old. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's, he's, he's going to hand down the, the jacket. The and then Taken jacket. The Taken jacket. And then he's going to give him the script for Taken. And he's going to say, practice this film every day <laughs> for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Practice it. Yeah, practice the film. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. And, uh... Do you think Owen will do well in dad action? Because the thing is, you've spoken can about... He grow, you know, can he get stubble? Can he get a beard? 
Can he move fast on his feet? Can he elbow people? These are the questions that... Close quarters combat. Yeah. QCB. I think you in the past have mentioned no escape as being sort of his foray into action. But actually, that's really the Piers Brosnan I'm protecting your family one. And he's just like... Running away. Wow. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Like his family are are at a real... But he does chuck his daughter over a... You know, across a building, across the way. I mean, that's literally know. dad action. Yeah, in the sense action. that he's like dadding, <laughs> dad centric actively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He started, but I'd like to see him do a bit more. He's got a few years yet. I think he's. Do you think he needs a more sensible haircut? Because <laughs> um, he's. Okay. I think he's going to be like a surfer dude until he shortens up that hair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we do second one? Yeah. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast. For real, you know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast. For real. So, Seggy One, are you ready for Seggy One? Are you ready? Because it's coming ready? right up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so now we're all familiar. We should be, listeners. We're all family. We're all family here, and you're going to get kidnapped. What? Uh, so here, here we go. This is the sex and nudity. You know, is it real from his film, or is it in my head? Have I made it up? Have I imagined this? Okay, so or have I, have I just seen this. it somewhere else? Or, or I and the listeners have to guess whether you've made up the sex with Liam Neeson, or whether it's real sex with Liam Neeson from the screen, or just nudity. You know, crotch okay. outlines, etc. Okay, fine. Full buttocks full are visible. Head, full anus. Yeah, so uh, you should know that we, most episodes go through a bit of the parents guide on IMDb, we, you know, I certainly find it funny, and I read it quite a lot. Um, You're a parent. No, well I started, you know why I started reading the parents guide, wasn't for parenting um, reasons, it was... Well just behind you I can see that, but it says parenting 101. I've finished it. I mean, I wrote... I mean, that is my book. I wrote it. I've finished it. <laughs> I've completed it. Yeah, on hard. Uh, so, I actually was reading The Parent's Guide because it's a good way to quickly read up on the, like, the gory bits in films. So, I was going through, going through a phase of investigating more, more of the kind of extreme Japanese or French cinema. And it's a way to kind of see, yeah. well, you know, Takashi Mike or things like Martyrs and stuff like that. And you can kind of quickly get a gist to... Is it Takashi you know, Mike or Mike? Mike or whatever. You know, the kind of stuff that goes on and whether whether or not you're going to want to watch it or not, okay? Okay. So, sex and nudity, true or false? Okay, question Liam one. Is is it? Question one, the mission. A man and woman are found lying in bed next to each other, naked. They're face down, so anything critical is covered. <laughs> Though quite a bit of cleavage is shown. Is They're, that ass cleavage? Well, I mean, I guess if they're lying face down, then, then I imagine so. Unless, you know, he or she is, like, raised shoulders up in a kind of yoga-style uh, position. I see, yeah. You know. Cleave. Yeah, okay, that, well thought through. Yeah, um, thank you. You've, you've really envisaged this, yeah. clearly. Am I to guess whether this is true or false, or whether it's actually from that movie? Whether it's actually from this movie. I don't know what the mission is, so I'm going to say, yeah, sure. It's correct. Yeah, this is... Uh, I mean, I don't know what sort of cleavage... I can't guarantee you that it's not arse cleavage. Yeah. But, 
you know, who knows? It's, it's funny that they don't think that ass is critical, but everything else is critical. <laughs> We've got critical areas being shown. <laughs> Um, what should we save the critical areas <laughs> what are they breasts vagina penis sure what about the arse forget it <laughs> okay number two it's not mission critical so I got that correct right you did well done you right. did right K19 Widowmaker uh-huh. a man leaves his quarters looking out of breath and sweating profusely it is strongly implied he has been pleasuring himself don't look at me like that I've <laughs> I've seen you emerge from that downstairs toilet a few times this weekend. Ooh, I'm not sure. I mean, they're on I've a submarine. K- I've yeah. seen K-19 Widowmaker. I can't quite remember that bit happening. Now, I got it actually when I went to the uh, charity shop around the corner from here. It was one of the ones that I picked okay. up on DVD. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes, probably, because sailors probably Do. fancy a wee wank. <laughs> a sea wank. <laughs> a deep, a deep, deep. C number three. Yeah. Uh, it's actually from my mind. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay, believable. I mean, I should have probably followed my own logic there, saying <laughs> I've seen it and I don't remember it happening. <laughs> so therefore, therefore, in this yes, it probably happened. Yeah. Okay. Rob Roy, a man goes swimming naked. He is seen walking on the shore to grab his towel. In brackets. He is nude, but his genitals have been pixelated out in the DVD. More brackets. If seen on non-editing TV channels such as HBO, you can briefly see his genitals. Okay, so let, let's break There's this. A lot down. of detail there. I mean, would they leave? This, this seems fishy. I don't mean his genitals. <laughs> so, but in Rob Roy. Yeah. Rob Roy McGregor. Well, a man, no, it just says a man, oh, a man. goes a man goes swimming but naked. I can't, right, so what I was going to call out was a, a man goes out to get his towel. Now, I don't know how prevalent the concept of a towel was then. Is that a towel? Or yeah, is it, it says, just like well, a it piece says of towel. I don't know. Like Anything is either from my it's mind, killed. which we can't delve into any further. That would be too dangerous for this show. <laughs> Or it's from IMDb and I cannot Mind dive. And I cannot contact the sources further for information. So we have to we have to just go with what we're given, cryptic or not. Uh, the pixelation of the DVD seems weird. That's also that seems like bullshit unless you live in like somewhere. Like they wouldn't classify it, they'd ask for a cut. They wouldn't pixelate it. Unless he lives in some sort of like state. Exactly. Of, yeah. So we have to just I'm, I'm gonna say you made that up because there's just too much wrong with it. And if it's true I want to dig deeper. Well, dig deeper you will have to do because this is true. Can't be arse digging deeper, really. But that is odd. Yeah. Pixelating is. stuff. And On the thing that you've bought. Just yeah, especially like in a period drama. I want to see that genitals. <laughs> I'm going to need that genitals. I'm going to need to see them genitals. <laughs> uh, okay. You took it back to like <laughs> video shop. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need to see these genitals. <laughs> Just have a little... Uh, cut out on a stick of some genitals that you can float in front of the screen when it yeah but nondescript gender fluid because it's I mean otherwise you just call it a dick or yeah. a vagina yeah genitals <laughs> I'm gonna need to see these genitals okay it's a vague blur of skin okay um dark man you ready for this okay. I've never seen it apparently it's good okay there is a scene where a couple are talking on the bed but they are fully clothed 
<laughs> why is this in Sex and Unity? Don't know. You made it up, that's why. Why do you think that? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, well, no, that's uh, your, yeah, that's, that's good, your logic. Yeah. That's, that's your logic. Well, right. Okay, yeah, fair enough. A lot of shite that doesn't make sense. Makes yeah, sense exactly. So. I still think you made it up, though. Mate, you're doing terribly. This is true. Okay. It's true. Darkman, there is a scene where they're talking on the bed and they're fully clothed. I mean, maybe this person can only envisage a bed as a sexual place. He's not allowed in DFS anymore. He's, he's just he's never, he's never slept in a bed. <laughs> Without <He's>... having sex. <laughs> no, he just sleeps standing up because <laughs> bed is where sex happens. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine, yeah. doing badly here. Yeah, lifetime lifetime ban on, uh, in the Dreams Factory. Uh, okay, Taken. Dreams Factory. Taken. A teenage girl is shown being auctioned off as a sex slave. The girl is wearing nothing but a push-up bra and thong panties that shows off most of her butt cheeks. <laughs> I mean, they're talking, I mean, they're kind of, I think they're sexualising this a bit too much. I mean, she's being sold for how her body looks. I think the whole thing is quite objectifying. It's yeah. sex-based. Yeah, we can get into that later. Very objectionable film. Objectionable film. Okay, do you think this is from my mind or... No, well, it's true, because I've seen the film. So it's unlikely that somebody wouldn't explain that in the sex and unity. So I'm going to say that's a true one. What do you feel about the... Uh, how do you feel about the way they've written it? Well, it sounds like something... Well, you looked quite impressed when you were reading it. You were like... Thong panties. Well, that's because I, I feel like they've written it in a. You've written it. No, now. I think that they've. No, you're, you're correct. Right, you're yeah. right. But I think they've written it in too much of a. Like a. You know. An explicit manner. Sure. You know. You can't handle the heat, Ollie. Apart from in your well air conditioned <laughs> shed. Taken two. Two instances of non sexual male nudity. Brackets. Buttocks are seen. I think that's probably true. It's false. Is it? It's actually from the Terminator. Oh right, so you just want something <laughs> that I mean I mean if it was what film is this from, I could have guessed no. that, I suppose. Okay. Right, final one. Final one. Are you ready? Wrath of the Titans. I've not seen it. Doesn't matter. Bare male chests visible throughout. Oh mate, bare chests in this. Men usually wearing little more than a loincloth. Whilst covering all the sexual areas, it could arouse some viewers. I would say that's true. I made it up. Did you? Yeah. I think I, I should have got aroused. <laughs> See, I, 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 I've, I'm so attuned to the parents' guide now that, you know, I can... I mean, I fooled you pretty much throughout that whole quiz. How did you do it at home, by the way? No one oh. cares. Well done. <laughs> I really care. Well, I mean, I don't because I've just lost out. <laughs> Okay. I've done quite badly there. Yeah. How'd you feel? Like Liam Neeson with uh, <laughs> with his critical parts <laughs> covered. <laughs> no, revealed. Pixelated. Oh, revealed. <laughs> Fully revealed. Fully Pixels. revealed critical areas. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, is this going to affect your life score? I had a bash at one of these because I was going to write the second one, but I didn't get through them. The bad cop is seen momentarily without his trousers, but it's okay because his penis is not seen, or if it is, it's flaccid. <laughs> you made that up. It's from Lego Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make that up? Yeah. Brilliant, well done. Uh, yeah, fine. Great. <laughs> Move on. Yeah, live scores, yeah. Live score. How are you? Live score. 
I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. Full disclosure. Uh, we're recording this the day after. Last week. Uh, yeah, last week's episode, which was the Nick Cage episode. The day after last week. Yeah. Uh, so we've you know we've done that. Um, so not much has happened since then. But Ian, how are you? I'm doing all right. I've got a bit of a runny nose this morning. Yeah. How did you sleep? Slept all right. Okay. Yeah. Actually, you asked me just before I went to sleep. Do you need any blankets or extra duvets or sitting? And yeah. I was like, ah, mate. And I realised after I got into the bed how thin that particular one is. Yeah. Um, it's probably the summer duvet. Yeah. So, so I realised that and eight hours later. Freezing all night. No, I wasn't freezing. That's why you got. Is that why you got a runny nose? Oh yeah, maybe. No. I, no, I had a cold last week. As I've mentioned on the podcast two weeks ago. As uh, viewers have been hearing. <laughs> yeah so yeah still got a little bit of a runny nose that's not so good but uh, why am I doing it it's your life score what's, what's going on with your life yeah well it's good we went for a run this morning so we went to do park run Ian um, was convinced to do it I think by the time we got down there you were semi up for doing it you'd got your little barcode yeah. so this is a 5k kind of race um, I had a reading semi and it was it was called off um, it was a bit icy which it was in a few areas of the park so we went for a a little run anyway um you know you did you did well you you your kind of normal pace running yes. pace is quite is quite quick yeah i found it hard to keep up i did i yeah. found it hard to sure. you've got a longer stride than i i've got small yeah. legs yeah yeah so i have to work very hard like i'm in a a very high gear and you're in a lower gear yeah i noticed as well going up hills like what slight inclines of I usually go harder on them so I get them over with quicker yeah. there's nothing I hate more than like running up an incline at a steady slowish pace and being like god this has gone on forever and hating it yeah and just like run faster and get it over with but anyway yeah it was alright it was fine so we did we went for a run uh, it was pretty you know it was pretty bracing the temperature was quite cold but you know it was good it was dick shrink mode yeah it was uh, confirmed we you know uh, how did you confirm it <laughs> okay he's got a small dick he's got a small dick <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, so yeah and then we I, I you know we cooked a, a little breakfast Ollie's cooked me breakfast wow I'm gonna say I'm at nine. Oh wow okay we haven't had a game of Scrabble yet which is you know yeah which is a thing isn't it yeah yeah. Um, so yeah we're, we're, I'm good I'm alright I've had a good sleep I've had a good run uh, going on a, for a meal tonight with girlfriend of the podcast Mandy we're going to go and have some uh, some food where are we going? we, we we're yeah. going to the Thai Elephant in Leamington Spa oh really? cool yeah. I'll be there what? oh cool man yeah wicked um, and I, I was going to mention this on last week's episode but to confirm I'm not going for dinner okay, with thank them. you but I actually purchased from the delightful board game shop which is called Escape Games in Coventry oh yeah I bought a game called Pandemic um, I've played it a few times it's really good fun um, Pandemic Pandemic so you've got to stop the spreads of, of diseases and it made me think that we should do an episode on films about you know diseases spreading and stuff like Outbreak 28 Days Later you know yeah those two Contagion Contagion yeah, all those. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Yeah. Well, I think it's got legs, infected legs, but legs nonetheless. 
So I, I think I'm up to an eight and a half, and we're going to have a productive day today. For I mean, it's nearly one o'clock. We've been productive already. Yeah. Okay. How good. are you? I'm fine, thanks. Should we move on? I said I'm a nine. Okay. Because had my breakfast made for me, and we've had a wee run. Yeah. It's good. Okay. I mean, I'm in Coventry. Shit. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I think as long as I stay contained here, yeah. I then pretty much go from your car door straight to a train. Yeah. I'll remain at a tra- nine. Seamless transition. Seamless transition from this place to my house. Okay. That'd be great. Um, so I'm going to stay with a nine. Yeah, fine. Okay. We finished the last podcast so late that we weren't able to watch a film last night, so yeah. nothing to report on the film front. Let's get into the deep dive. Hi, I'm Ian. He's Ollie. Why are you both like, guys. Why are you like this? <laughs> why you do this to me? Why you do this? Okay. Welcome back to the show. Hi. This is uh, the deep dive, and yeah. we thought that since Liam Neeson took part in the film Battleship, yeah, film Battleship with Rihanna, and uh, was she in it? Yeah, she yeah. was in it. Yeah. Why did you look so confused when I said? Because I, I was trying to think of who else might be in it. Okay, so the film Battleship, he's in that. So we thought that we'd play a live game of battleships. Yeah. Do you want to place your ships? I'll let Gen- it out this. Gentlemen, place your ships. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Liam Neeson. So we've we've had a little look at his career. And we're looking at his... A little bit of his early year. One or two of our favourites. And then we're going to be, again, like a lot of our recent episodes, talking about his resurgence, his resurgening. Okay. Okay, I'm all set up. And at the same time, we're going to be having a, a game of Battleships. Okay. So, for those of you who haven't p- played Battleships, you get a, a 10b10 grid. 10b10. Of which you can place one, two, three, four, five plastic ships on. Of varying lengths. Varying lengths. Some of them have got four holes, some of them have got five, My- some of them have got two. Some have even got three. My my dad, yeah, they occupy a grid space. Yeah. In in the sea. Okay, and, so um, yeah, in in ten the by sea. ten grid. My dad used to always call this battleships and cruisers because the different ships would have different. Yeah. You know, so the smaller ones are different things, right? Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One's you, a submarine. Yeah. Destroyer. Yeah. Okay, you've got a carrier, which is five holes, a battleship, which is four. A destroyer, which is three, submarine, which is three, and a wee little patrol boat that has just got two holes, front and back. Right, so we'll play our first move, and then we'll start the deep dive. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ian, you may go first, seeing as you're the youngest. Where? Okay. Thanks. Can I just ask you a question? Yeah, edit this. You you shout out, you say something to me like A1. Uh-huh. If I say miss, yeah. then you put a white one in uh-huh. the top bit. Okay. On yeah, yours, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So you're tracking, you're tracking mine on the top bit. Yeah. And you're, you know. What I've tried myself on the bottom. No, 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 no. Fine, I get it. That's you, your, your your hits on me. I'm tracking in red on. Yeah, you. yeah. Yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm tracking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we'll we'll maybe take a move each and then have a bit of banter. Okay. So it's my first move. Yeah. I'm gonna go for E. Five. E5 is a miss. 
Okay. That's a miss. You've got a miss there. And I'm going to go for A1. A1. Yeah. That's a miss. Okay, we've got a miss scenario. So, Ian, can I ask you a question? Okay, sure. Who was born on June the 7th? 1952 <laughs> in Ballymena, Northern Ireland. Oh, Ballymena. Yeah. Yeah, I know all about it. Yeah. That'd be that'd be Liam Neeson. That's correct, Liam Neeson. And do you know who shares his birthday with who he's gonna have a who he's gonna be having a little party with? Um well, won't be having a party with Prince because Prince is dead. That's true. Uh Carl Urban. You could be listening to Prince. Yeah, Carl Urban. Okay. Judge you, Dredd. Just Judge Dredd, yeah. Michael Sierra. Okay, yeah. Tom Jones. Okay, yeah. Yeah, We're life of the party. Adam go. Buxton. Yeah, okay. This is a good party. Bear Grylls. Nah, don't invite him. Why? Because you'll be drinking everyone's wee. <laughs> You'd just be like... Sorry, mate, what are you doing with that? <laughs> Can so, I... Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, what it was, yeah, I was at the top of Kilimanjaro and I, uh, yeah, the, 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 did this thing, the... Yeah, rubbish. Yeah, self-promoting at all times. He's six foot four. Who, Bear Grylls? <laughs> no, Liam Neeson. He's the tallest guy in the room. So, yeah, he's been through uh, a little bit of, uh, I mean, a massive early years section of his life. So much so that I think we've both conceded that we haven't seen much of his stuff up to about Rob Roy slashing this list. I'd like to make this podcast more about the hot dad action. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to be going through that. Everybody knows what we're talking about. The leather jacket clad hot dad action years. Yeah. We can talk a little bit about the early yeah. phase, but we yeah. can probably, you know, we can move on. Talking about quickly. talking about moves. Yeah, shall I play another move, Golly, Can I go for nine e? Can you say it properly, please? Nine e, e nine. E nine. Thank you. That's a miss. Okay. Ian, I would like to go for B two. B two. Uh, nope. Okay. Great. Uh, so, as as far back as his sort of early stuff, what would you reckon is your favourite? So, what, what's in your mind? Right, here's the deal. Okay, I'm ready. Deal me. Before Schindler's List, I don't know too much of what he was in. No, that's 1993, and he's been making movies since like 76, 78, something like that. He's been acting for a long time. Something like that. Something like that. So, I think we we'll probably start with Schindler's List and move from there. And if anyone would like us to go further back in his career, maybe we can do that. Well, my I I watched Dark Man quite a lot okay. when I was younger. So this is a Sam Raimi film. Um, have you got the official synopsis there, Ian? Of Dark Man. Mm. So you brought up the film Dark Man, but you didn't know what the official synopsis Not is. Off- hey, tell you what, mate, I'll fill you in. The official synopsis. A brilliant scientist left for dead returns to exact revenge on the people who burned him alive. So it's a little bit like The Crow, and it's a little bit like Robocop. It's that sort of... Crowbocop. Revengeance film, yeah? So you've got the kind of revenge and vengeance aspect. Are they they different in a... Is there a tangible difference between revenge and vengeance? Not really. Okay. It's pretty good. You could watch Robocop, Darkman and The Crow as 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 a kind of triple bill... Dark Man's way more sort of cartoony than the others. Okay. Um, it's Sam Raimi, so it's got a lot of crazy, weird camera stuff going on. But it's not. It's not bad. It's got a quite a. If you, if anybody's seen it, you'll know about the snapping fingers uh, scene. Okay. Some fingers get snapped, and I imagine the sound designer probably used uh, carrots uh-huh. for that. Snapping. Hold on a minute. In fact, I've got a carrot. Ah, uh, don't don't break my finger. Ah. Uh!
And the other one. No, no, don't, don't. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it says here that Frances McDormand is in this film as well. She's the one who's up for the Oscar for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. So, hey, you maybe know. if you want to reappraise her career at some point, you can go back to Dartmouth. Uh, but just a quick warning uh, take heed parents so obviously we know that um, in the film two people are seen uh, talking on the bed fully clothed but there's also two F words one son of a bitch some milder swearing but also taking GD's name in vain GD GD God that's what it says I mean they should say God's name in vain yeah what because hiding his name is no, but GD makes it sound like those are his initials. G hyphen D. Initials. I mean, they put G hyphen D. Oh, for God's sake. Do you want to make another move? Get you out of this foul mood. Okay. E2. Fucking, what are you doing here? E2. That That's a miss, Ian. You more just, Well, I'm, I'm just sort opinion. of thinking about your tactics here. It, it feels maybe a bit scattershot. It's all it's, on the E line. It is all... Okay. Just going straight through the middle of the board there. Okay, so I'm going to go for C3. C3. Uh, that's a miss. Oh, damn it. You alright, mate? Yeah. Oh, damn it! Yeah, I, I'm no feeling good about this game. Okay. Okay, so um, let's talk. Um, before we just get into Schindler's List and that sort of stuff, let's talk about his trademarks. Okay. Says here that he often takes roles in which he's a mentor slash trainer slash father figure to a younger man. Younger man. As in, for example, I mean, I think one of those two things <laughs> yeah. would work. As in slash or, for example. <laughs> Batman Begins, Kingdom of Heaven, Gangs of New York, and Star Wars, Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Okay. The Phantom Men Ass. We'll be getting to that later. <laughs> His character often dies early in the movie and or the student's life. Uh, so that the young man can apply the Neeson character's lessons to his own ongoing struggle. Okay. Well, that's fair. Yeah, he's yeah, done that fair. a few times. More recently, maybe less so. More recently, he's been known to... Be a lone wolf. Well, uh, and that his, his family are in danger and he's got to hit people yeah. to find the family again. Yeah. Or make him feel better about the fact that he's already lost his own family. Do yeah. something good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, frequently portrays real people. Rob Roy, Oscar Schindler, Michael Collins, Alfred Kinsey, and Mark Felt. Quee Gon Jin. <laughs> sure. Uh, towering height. Yeah, very tall. I mean, you've already very tall. Brother, deep gravelly voice. Yeah. Uh, which is a Northern Irish accent, sometimes with a, mi- a mid Atlantic lilt. I mean, he is shit at an American accent as far okay. as I can tell. Right. What do you reckon about his accent? I love, I love his voice. I, I love his good. voice. Yeah. His attempts. I mean, he should just be Irish and himself all the time. Yeah, he should kind of do what Sean Connery does and, and never really make any attempt to... Yeah. Even if the character is American yeah. and it's a real historic American character, just still be Scottish. Don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want me or not? Basically. <laughs> do you want me or not? Yeah. If I can spend time at home with my family. That, yeah, anyway, so... Yeah. Often plays agents or ex-agents in an unusual situation. Yeah, that's true. Very very true these days. Okay, that's true. Okay, so let's go to Schindler's List. Would you want to make a move before you do okay, Schindler's yeah. List? Yeah. Yeah, we, we've got, I mean, because we've got a lot of moves to make, <laughs> so we've really got to 
keep punctuating this with moves. Okay, I mean, maybe we can do this every week. People can play. Come on, hurry up. Okay, I'm going to go for B5. You what, B5? Uh, Miss. I'm going to go for D4. (laughs) Miss. Where are these goddamn ships? (laughs) Where are these goddamn ships? Tell me where these ships are now. Okay. Okay, Shinner's List. Let's Shin- bring it bring it down for Shinner's List. Shinner's List. So uh he was nominated for Best Actor for this. Yep. He didn't Only win. Only nom who won? Ollie? Yep. You wanted to know who the best actor in nineteen ninety three was. <laughs> yeah, and this is really seamless. Please tell me who it is. That'd be Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Hoo! Really? Jesus. Apparently, yeah. Okay. I think Oscar Schindler was a much more nuanced role, if I'm honest. Yeah, okay. Um however We'll move on. So the official synopsis is... The official synopsis! In German-occupied Poland during World War II, Oskar Schindler gradually becomes concerned for his Jewish workforce after witnessing their persecution by the Nazi Germans. I'm just going to say I'm probably not going to put the jingle before that one. Why? I don't know. Is it a bit insensitive? Big no, movie. I mean, it's a it's film. A film. It's, a film. it's a film. It's a film. made a lot of money, didn't it? Yes, ages ago. People who had popcorn in that film. That's not right, is it? what the fuck's wrong with you why I mean maybe they put it to one side for the harrowing bits yeah exactly but you're still in the cinema right fine you're still entertained right okay so it's a Spielberg film yep I think it's really good yeah I saw it twice at the cinema did you yeah once because I wanted to see it and then twice because all my friends were going right I think I wanted to go and see Jurassic Park but they wanted to go and see Schindler's List. I'd already seen it. I went to see it again. I see, it was still good, but I was kind of showing off. Like, as in, seen it twice. Yeah, so good, seen it twice. Uh, but in the next... in It was so... The walls were so crap and it was so loud that you could hear Jurassic Park. I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but you could hear Jurassic Park in the next screen. Right. The T-Rex roaring as, you know, like a girl in a red coat is you know yeah. hiding or whatever. Harrowing scenes, yeah. but... It's not good. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts? But both are Spielberg, right? They are. Yeah. So maybe he fucking brought it on himself, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. He knew. He knew what to do. Insensitive fuck. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you've made me think twice about this. Buy some sex and nudity from. Don't do it. (laughs) I mean, do it, and then I'll decide whether it stays. Okay. Nazi men hang out together. Suggesting homosexuality and the Nazi party. Okay, that can stay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I've taken out all the ones that are actually problematic. Uh, Oscar is seen having sex with his mistress in a darkly lit room. There is moaning, some thrusting, and you can see a side view of his lover's breast. <laughs> it's good. Um, there's another one here which says her, bo- her breasts are clearly seen in various shots, each lasting five to ten seconds but it's like a fucking porno that's ages five to ten. each shot is five to ten seconds that's pornographic yeah uh, I mean people said that this is a great movie but that's yeah exploitative yeah um, Steven Spielberg what an insensitive man I just want big dinosaurs on screen oh oh <laughs> the shot lasts longer Okay, the other one is... Uh, this one is just... Uh, now we get detail on these breasts and nipples. A uh, woman wears a shirt that allows the form of her nipples to be seen at times. <laughs> Oscar's mistress is reclining on his on the bed and her breasts are seen clearly. 
This is all one person that's that's done this, right. go on. Including nipples and areola. <laughs> Uh, like, like, so imagine a shot where the nipple was shown, but the areola wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Maxi zoom close up. Uh, <laughs> right, so that's really all I've got to say about Schindler's List. Brilliant, well done. <laughs> uh, I apologise <laughs> profusely, but I mean, you know. I mean, not, none of that was stuff that happened to. Uh, I mean, there are obviously really yeah, harrowing yeah. scenes in it, right? Yeah, and I'm not making light of that at no. all. But some of the shit that people write on IMDb is funny. Yeah, that that is that is a thing. They can't help themselves from describing things, even you know, yeah. to that to that extent. Uh, but we could help reading it out. So there we go. Okay. Uh, do you want to make a move? I'll make a move, and I'm going to go for H five. No, miss. Okay. Hey, Ian, I'm going for it's your row E five. Okay. E5, that's a no. Oh, Jesus, where are they all? Have you got them all crammed into one corner? <laughs> where are they? <laughs> I just want somebody. I just want somebody to tell me where are the ships? Where are they? Drop down and right away tell me the ships. What's your first movie from the earlier phase, Ollie? My, my first one from the earlier phase, I mean, I'm using my phone here, so this is a fucking nightmare. Uh, do you think that 1999 is early enough? I guess so. So, my first favourite is official synopsis. Official synopsis! Two Jedi Knights <sighs> escape a hostile blockade to find allies and come, come across a young boy who may bring balance <laughs> to the Force. Holly, that's disgusting. I didn't do anything. But the long dormant Sith resurface to claim their old glory. Dormant Sith. Dormant Sith. I've got a proper dormant Sith. Um, so he was in this, and, and this is definitely his mentor character, right? Uh-huh. So I've got some facts. Absolutely mentor. Absolutely mentor. Sets were built only as high as the tops of actors' heads, and computer graphics filled in the rest. I mean, that film was very CG. Yeah. Very seen. Un, unre- <clears throat> unreasonably, yeah. Unreviewing. It was uh, hard to not S- notice stomach. it. Liam Neeson was so tall that he cost the set crew an extra $150,000 in construction <laughs> to accommodate his uh, heed. His heed. Yeah, what do you think to that? I'd like to know more of the specifics. Well, it's just it's just that they went around to do that with computers or sets. Yeah, and at that time, like even though it still costs a lot to develop things digitally now, at that time they barely knew how. Yeah. So, like, can we do that? Yeah, somebody kind of knows CAD, but like, it's just a hassle, isn't it? I wonder if they built them to like, you know, five eight. Like the sets were built, and then they had to add extra inches on the top of it. Yeah. So, like, if you actually go back and watch the film, yeah, there's like a about a seven eight inch kind of bit at the top of all the sets that it's slightly mismatched, yeah, slightly discolored, yeah, don't line up quite well enough just yeah. for his head. Potentially. Yeah. What do you like so much about this? I like him in it, um, and he seemingly liked it as well because he was so eager to be in the film that he signed on without having read the script. Well, I mean, I Star mean, Wars, isn't it? Yeah. I think that first episode one, I think everyone just went do lally for it. Yeah. I, I saw it in the pictures a couple of times. And yeah, you know what? The Jar Jar Bink stuff is all nice. It's all been spoken about a lot. But the re-watching happened a few years ago with the kids. Yeah. 
I, I still hate the middle one, Attack of the Clones. That is still... Garbaggio. Absolute garbaggio. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I like I like the Phantom Menace. I think it's pretty good. It's got some really good scenes in it. The Darth Maul, Ewan McGregor and Liam Neeson fight yeah. is just probably the best fight that's ever been in any Star Wars, I think. Wow. Okay. I, th- I, I thought you were really going to say something good. crazy there. No, no, no. I think, I, I, well, I've probably put a wow in there. Okay. But I think it's just, it's brilliant. Wow. Because George Lucas shows a little bit of holding back and nuance in that one where the force fields come down and they have to stop the fight for a minute. They lightsabers go off. Liam Neeson or Qui-Gon kneels down and kind of has a moment of... Jedi reflection Ewan McGregor's in the background just still fucking ready to go like come on and then you know Darth Maul's there eyeing him up and it's just a brilliant it's a brilliant film moment wow. undeniably so it's a little bit of like the ebb and flow of a wrestling match it is but it's it's very well done and a, what are and, you saying about wrestling matches they're not well done but I, I really like that um, I've got one I mean, it's quite a long sentence, but I, th- I think this is really interesting. But I'm just going to read this to you. So in The Phantom Menace, scenes of straightforward dialogue may be comprised of up to six layers of computer-composited imagery, as the following example shows. Oh, he's getting very emotional here. I'm not, I just had a bit of... Custard. Custard, yeah. <laughs> in one scene, Natalie Portman's best take had been take seven, while Jake Lloyd's was take one. Fucking one shot. One shot one Jake. One shot wonder. <laughs> one shot wonder. Jake Lloyd, what's he doing these days? It's one shot. Jake Lloyd's always... Pink Floyd experience. You know, uh, the two takes were spliced together. However, Lloyd's mouth at the end of the scene is still gaped open. So the same segment from take 15, in which his mouth is closed, is patched in. Jesus. So they patched that in. Here. Furthermore, when Portman appears to look down from Lloyd instead of up, those few seconds were run backwards, which unexpectedly caused the steam in the background to rise in reverse. I mean, I wouldn't be, that's that's to be expected. The problem was fixed by flipping the the steam backwards again. What? So that's a 2x (laughs) steam flip scenario. (laughs) I know, but now there are multi layers of This is what we're saying. All these fixes resulted in a seamless scene. This technique prompted Liam Neeson upon the film's release to complain thus, we are basically puppets. I don't think I can live with the inauthenticity of movies anymore. I mean, he denies he said that, but I imagine it's probably true. Yeah. You've just watched The Commuter recently and you said that there was parts where it looks like his entire head is like... Yeah, so he has... Body. He has... In The Commuter, he has this one-shot fight with another guy on this train and it's brilliant. Wow. Like, the sound design's great. Wow. The fighting choreography, all of that is, is really well done. It, wow. It's very, very good. Wow. But if they are doing anything with computers, I think they're doing some kind of face mapping thing. Um, okay. and, there's, and there's probably some... There are definitely hidden edits in there because it's far too complex. But yeah, I think they did use some kind of CG face scanning, face mapping trickery in there to, okay. you know, to do it. Because it was... Okay. Shall we... Make think, a move? I think we should make a move and move on to the next film. Yeah, sure. Just quickly wanted to tell you um, something about his political status, which is actually interesting, because the next thing I'm going to bring up is something that's kind of his transition into action mode, dad action mode. So he uh, opposes unrestricted rights to own firearms in the United States. So he's a little bit political on this stuff. Okay. Um, and has made calls for gun control. Um he says that US gun laws are a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And, yeah, in response, Para USA, which provided the weapons used by Neeson in the Taken film series, expressed regret at working with him, saying we will no longer provide firearms for use in the film starring Liam Neeson. So, getting himself into... I mean, not a lot of bother, because he's still making a lot of money from all the films he's making now. But he has to use Nerf guns instead. (laughs) Exactly. Right, okay. Move. Let's move. Should we do two moves? Yeah, two moves. Right, here Uh, we go. We're up in the ante. Up in the ante. Ante? Ante. I'm going to go for B2. You want B2. Uh, That's a miss, Ian. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go for F6. Listeners might be making a mental note of what I'm doing at the moment. F6. Uh, no, that's a move. Say one more move for you. Okay, my second move is going to be J one. That's a miss. Uh, my second move is going to be G seven. G seven, no miss, mate. What? Where are your ships? We're very good at this game. Yeah, we are. We, we are very good at this game. Okay, so what's your next... Uh... Okay, so I would like to talk about how he became Action Man. Yeah, okay, cool. So, I actually had Taken as being the sort of turning point, but oh. Batman Begins yeah. is pretty physical and pretty action-y for, physical. for him. Let's get physical. So yeah. I kind of think really that was the instigator for all that stuff. Um he he plays again another uh, mentor. After training with his mentor, Batman begins. What? Uh, Batman begins his fight to free crime-ridden Gotham City from the corruption that Scarecrow and the League of Shadows have cast upon it. So we all know about Batman Begins. Yeah. We've spoken about it a lot. Yeah, but I like that, it. That's really the the point where all that stuff begins. But the 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 martial arts side of him, the the combat hand to hand. Yeah. And he probably did a bunch of training there and thought, well, I'm capable of this now. So He, he developed what I would say is a set of skills. <laughs> sure. A set of very particular skills. A particular set of skills. Yeah. So he says, uh, with regards to script writing, he says, even with action, f- I'm not going to do that. Even with action films, the fundamental for me is the writing. I adore writers, no, mat- no matter what the genre is. And if it's well, if it's a well-written piece of material, then I'm very interested. Just look at the success of Taken. Uh, so then he gets onto that. So the success of Taken, for example, I thought it was going to be a straight-to-video release. That's actually one of the reasons I did it. To be honest, I felt like spending three months in Paris. I get to do all this physical stuff that no one would think of, uh, think of me yeah, for. Yeah. Okay. And that film would go straight to video. Then it became a big success. I was a tiny bit embarrassed it's by it. It was a massive success. Just a tiny bit embarrassed by it. A tiny bit. Why? But then people started sending me action scripts. So, I wonder you know. why he was embarrassed by it. I think because it didn't have... The, well, I mean, he's not embarrassed by that type, type of thing now. But at yeah. the time, the caliber... Like, I think doing a Nolan Batman film... Yeah. I think the action in that's fine because it's Nolan and also... It's a superhero thing, so it has yeah. like a sort of cachet of quality. Yeah. Even though it's comic book, it's, yeah. it comes from a universe that's going to make money, whatever happens. I think he was embarrassed by it because he's kind of just going over to the action nonsense side. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What do you think of Taken? I quite liked it. I mean, it's enjoyable. Like you brought up before. Before we started recording. <laughs> 
I think you maybe said it, Joe, but I mean, it does have slightly objectionable content. Yeah, which, as I said, was that... And a lot of the reviews that you read on IMDb or um, Amazon, the people that, that don't like the film, and it, I think this is fair, is that the moment that an American girl steps out of America onto foreign soil, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. Um, and it and it takes her father to you know to sort the it out and everybody who's a baddie is you know some kind of like I think they're like Albanian and then it goes on to like they're um, you know selling these girls off to you know businessmen from all over the world like literally every every part of the world is represented by you know nasty bastards buying American girls like drugged up and stuff so I mean it is it is problematic. No doubt about it. Yeah. But it's hella fun. Yeah. One of the things about it that I felt was good from a, an action point of view was that I, when, when taking Kim out, I kind of think the action was seen as like the, it was surprising because Liam Neeson, at whatever age he was when that first started, um, he was kind of keeping up with Matt Damon and some of the newer yeah. school James Bonds where the action is very close quarters combat. And um, the difference is, though, that James Bond and Bourne usually have a number of different things that get in the way of them making progress to their goal. Yeah. The only thing that's getting in the way of Liam Neeson finding his daughter are bodies <laughs> yeah. that he's breaking. I think it's something like about 35 people he, he gets through. So, like, he doesn't have any, ah, oh, damn it, I need to find this clue. Yeah. It's just... Who's next to crap? Where's the next action sequence taking place? Yeah. Is basically um, it, yeah. Which, which is good for pacing. It just keeps thumping people and making his way through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kind of stereotypical terrorists and stereotypical foreign view from an American film. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to m- make Sorry. a couple more moves? Let's make mean, a couple more moves. Crack on with this. What are you saying? Okay. Battleships. Uh, I'm going to go with... I-7. I-7 is a miss. I-7 is a miss. Yep. Okay. Okay. What else? You can have Am one I more. taking two? You go, we're having to up the ante here, so we're going to be... I-8? I-8 what? I-8. I, I uh, uh, ginger biscuits. Yep. Yeah, that's a miss. I'm going for H-8. That's a hit. Ollie makes the first hit. Critical hit. What have I hit? God damn it, it's critical. Can you tell me what I've hit? You've hit the carrier. Wow, the big boy. Um, well, do I have to tell yeah, you? Yeah, you do. That's part of the rules, yeah. Is it? Yeah, oh, it that's is. That's annoying. Okay. Um, and one more. So I'm going to go for H7. That's a, that's a hit. Bing. That's a hit. Okay. okay. Right. Okay, uh, so moving on, we, we're still going to talk about his resurg- his resurgence. I think so. He's done four films with the same director, back you know, pretty much back to back. So unknown, unknown, nonstop, yeah, run all night, yes, and the latest one, the commuter. Now okay. we've both rewatched nonstop this week, right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. So what did you make to non-stop? I quite liked it. I watched it a long time ago and then I started re-watching it this week for this podcast and I think I kind of thought it was shit in my like memory. Like I kind of thought, oh, you know, it was just 
sort of another taken in, in the sky. Yeah. And Watch this the, is the preconception I think a lot of people have is that I mean, I've he's watched knocking it. out the same film time yeah. and time again. Yeah, but actually it was all right. And in, yeah. in particular in that case, I'd seen it before, but I wanted to carry on watching it because I couldn't quite remember how it all played out and I was just enjoying the journey. I mean, not, yeah. not the flight. Or the I wasn't. I wasn't on the flight. Yeah. I mean, I quite like journey. Yeah. Um, but I, I was liking the slow reveal of the different bets, yeah. the process he was using to try and whittle down who the people taking over the flight just started dragging people around the the plane not you know that was what was non-stop about is non-stop punching people yeah and panicking so the official synopsis on this is an air marshal springs into action during a transatlantic flight after receiving a series of text messages demanding 150 million into an offshore account what or someone will die every 20 minutes yeah there's a time pressure yeah time pressure money's on the line yeah um, I I went into this one thinking it was it was just going to be generic nonsense it kind of, I mean it kind of was pure shite but I think Liam Neeson does elevate these films above you know what they potentially you know should be and in fact I probably wouldn't have gone and seen The Commuter this week had it not have been for watching non-stop and kind of thinking actually you know what that was just a good thriller yeah like it was a good he was great in it Action was fine. The, there the story actually and the reveals lot, were a bit weird, but a lot more stars in it than you might have thought. Yeah. I mean, they maybe became bigger stars after this film came out, but in Julianne Moore's case, she was obviously a big actress already. Uh, you've got Michelle Dockery, who is, um, I think, in she's one of the main people from that Downton Abbey. Okay. Then you've got Corey Stoll, who is in House of Cards, and he's become quite big over the last couple of years. And you've got Lupita Nyong'o, who was in the Twelve Years a Slave. Okay. Film. Um, so yeah, lots of people. Scoot McNary from Aftermath. Yep. With <laughs> yeah, I just want you. I just want somebody to tell me that the sorry. Um, um, one of the things that did make me laugh, and I think I've spoken to you about this before, was that there's this big conspiracy on the the plane or whatever, or that, or you know, someone's on there and you know he's got to find them, and it's one job for about 50 minutes of the film is this big towering bold looking guy just to basically that's that's Corey Stoll yeah to basically sort of squint and look suspicious for about 50 minutes just so you kind of go well it could be him bald herring yeah it's a bald herring <laughs> yeah um, and Julianne Moore was a bit of a, a literal red haired herring as well <laughs> Red haired herring. Yeah. Red red herring. A red herring. Uh, so you got a bold herring and a red herring. And then the uh, a little bit of the Taken syndrome of the basically religious or like um, anti-Muslim sort of thing with the doctor. Yeah. So like, you know, there, it was implied that he yeah. could be dangerous as yeah. well, just purely based on yeah. how he looked. Yeah, exactly, and that that kind of happened in. Um, left behind as well the one we spoke about last week with Nicolas Cage and yeah pretty unsubtle Um, so like uh, somebody in non-stop says as the doctor approaches the cockpit to assess the I mean spoiler alert but the captain dies yeah um, as that guy approaches the cockpit somebody shouts out they're letting that guy down there (laughs) yeah exactly and then somebody I mean look at him 
and somebody literally makes uh, an eye signal towards him like I'm keeping an eye on you was that not that's in, left behind that's yeah. left behind yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, but still the same kind of like yeah you know race nastiness <clears throat> race nastiness yeah so the set for the plane was built slightly larger than a standard commercial airliner because because Liam Neeson was taller. Yeah. Actually. To accommodate Liam Neeson's six six foot four height for filming. What? what? That's bullshit. I mean, six foot four is much, but four inches bigger than me. But but just to make it look comfortable, just to make the it not look weird. Right. I mean, but they I mean, made people, small people sets like for Gandalf. Six foot ten, and, like wrestlers get on flights. Yeah, but actually have action scenes on them where they're not, like, ducking under doors all the time. Okay. I mean, fucking hell. Working with him, you have to pay for him, and you have to pay for adapting the sets to him. Nightmare. What does The Rock do, then? He's about 6'5". Is he? Yeah. And he's wide as well. He is wide as fuck. Yeah. Why do you have? The Rock on a plane, like walking down an adapted corridor <laughs> so that like there's enough gap in the seats, right? Yeah. So Dwayne Johnson Dwayne Johnson is strolling down the cabin and uh, then little Kevin Hart's with him. But unfortunately Kevin Hart is um, basically dwarfed <laughs> by the seats. So it is like the Hobbit and on a plane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I quite like that one. Should we make two more moves? Let's go for two more moves. Okay. So I'm gonna go in for the kill. A ten. A ten. That's a miss. Okay. You can have one more move. Okay, I'm gonna go for C seven. C seven is also a miss. Fuck. <laughs> okay, I'm going for uh, H nine. That's a hit. Okay. Captain, uh, we've been hit three times here. H10. That is a miss. Well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean... I know, but you, have, yeah. but you have at least wasted one shot on this shit. Discovering, discovering where, the, where it ends. Yeah. <laughs> it's shit everyone up, though, hasn't it? Because then everyone on that ship now knows. Fuck, he knows, he knows where he's... He knows... That, this is it. Next two shots, he's sinking us. No matter what. <laughs> Everyone inside that ship. Everyone is inside that ship is. These giant fucking things coming from the sky <laughs> and putting us down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The the. I mean, out of interest, have you seen Battleship? No, but I haven't seen it on account of the fact that it's like naval and like weird fucking. It's man. in my shed. <laughs> yeah. No, not that kind of naval. Um, it's naval and boring looking and. It's just got loads of aliens. It's got stuff mad in it. fucking aliens in it for oh, no it's reason. Mental. Just looks very Transformersy for me. Watch it. It is very Transformersy, but I think you should watch it because basically the only people that can save the day in the end are these like old sea dogs with their old battleship. It's quite good. Sea dog. Yeah. Um, just for listeners, I mean, you're not going to be able to hear the snow, but it's now snowing in Coventry, and the snow's quite thick. So it was icy cold this morning, forearms freezing cold. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm going to struggle to get to the train station without more harrowing Coventry times. Okay. Okay, um, so the last thing that I wanted to bring okay. up is... Um, this hairball. The grey. Okay. The wolf punching movie. Yeah, the wolf puncher. So here's the thing. There's this theory, right? Everybody's got the theory about it. Do you know about the theory? No. So the theory is that the movie starts with what? Well, basically, there's these oil, oil workers. Oh, here's the official synopsis. This will be easier, right? 
I was, I was just going to try and describe it, and I'm like, well, actually, I'll give you the official yeah. synopsis. <laughs> After their plane crashes in Alaska, six oil workers are led by skilled huntsmen to survival, but a pack of merciless wolves hunts their every step. So basically, Neeson plays a man that protects oil workers from wolves. So it's his skill to kill wolves normally. Yeah, right? yeah. He's got a particular set of skills. So there's a theory that's well publicised online. People yeah. have kind of retread this ground a couple of times, but you don't know it, so I'm going to go through it. I might know it. The theory is that the film doesn't take place in the Alaskan wilderness. There is no plane crash. The wolves are a test of Liam Neeson's faith, and he's already dead. What? Basically, the grey is purgatory. So black is hell, okay. white is heaven, and purgatory is somewhere in between. The, mid- the middle ground. Yeah. So You're not in either one yet. Movie starts with John Otway contemplating suicide. Yeah. Obviously, doesn't commit suicide on screen, but there are three or four times it could have actually died. Um, his memories uh, are of a wa- of his wife lying next to him in bed, reminding him not to be afraid. Yeah. So those things keep reoccurring. Uh, Post plane crash, Otway eases a victim's death by informing, informing him just to relax and that it will slide uh, sorry let it slide over you it will feel nice and warm and the, I mean this film shot it's, in Leicester right it's not <laughs> he's talking about the skin to skin slides yeah it's not it's not porno grey okay um, but it's quite 50 a, shades of the grey <laughs> it's good Ow. green light um, strangely descriptive for any living soul it says here so basically okay. if somebody doesn't know what death feels like why are they informing someone else yeah okay so uh, then Later that night, their camp starts getting attacked by wolves. Yeah. Now, it's quite coincidental that where they crash, there just happen to be wolves, which are the thing that he is able to deal with. Right. Right. Okay. So, these are sort of wolves that he's got skills, he's an expert in killing, and the wolves just continue to attack in an unrealistic sort of yeah. number of times. They keep mercilessly yeah, coming back, picking them off don't, one by one. Don't act in that way in yeah. real life. So, it's a test. For him, basically, and the theory is that if he passes this test and his like will and human spirit fights through, then he'll get to heaven. And it, like his continuation to try and protect the others, and then he'll get there with all the kids from Left Behind. Yeah, <laughs> here's your trousers. <laughs> I tried to bring your trousers through, but they disappeared out my hands. Yep. Okay, so that's kind of the theory. Is basically, yeah, it's a place between heaven and hell. It's a good theory. I like it. I mean... Do you like just mainly punching the ball from the face? At the end, they made this big... They did make this big deal about him um, getting little drug canisters, broken drug things on his... No, they're... they're um, whiskey bottles. Whis- little whiskey miniatures from the yeah. plane. Yeah, so putting those on his fists. Which, by the way, are always plastic on a plane. Yeah, um, so he was getting those on his fists ready to go hand-to-hand or hand-to-paw or tooth with the wolves. Um, So they made a big deal out of that in the trailers and that's literally, I think, the last shot in the film. Yeah. Doesn't happen. I mean, it doesn't happen like... You'd expect it to happen like last third of the film, act three. Yeah. Like, we're going to have a big showdown with a boss wolf. Yeah. He's done the mini-boss. He's on the last level. Ice cave. Yeah. He's going up against the big, you know, this this wolf's got three health bars, mate. Right? Sure. You've only got one medikit left. <laughs> and, Actually, he's on... And a full turkey. He's really on his last legs at the end of it. Yeah. He's been pushed. 
To the limit. Yeah, to the limit. Okay. All right, I got a couple more quotes from him. One that you quite liked earlier, but we'll can we can we just anyway. do two more moves? Okay, two, two so more I moves. I just really want to sink this carrier. Okay. So you do you do two. Okay, I'm going to go for um, <laughs> D five. Uh, no, no, no. I can no, only take D, you D four. D four. D four. Uh, it's a miss. Uh, H three. It's a miss. Fuck. I can hear the guys screaming inside the carrier. Yeah. They're like, Matt, get get off this carrier. Time has taken you to sink it. They've all flown off the aircraft carrier. Get off it. Ah. Um, H6. Yeah, that's a hit, Ollie. Okay, and I'm going to follow that up with a H5. Sure, that's also a hit. And that's a sunk. Okay, so a couple of quotes. Yep. I've got a funny follow-on here, but a little bit of like just a let's be let's be sensitive to this, right? So I don't know whether you knew this or not, but he was married to the actress um, Natasha Richardson. He was asked on uh, the state of his family after the death of his wife. We're doing good, to be honest. We're taking each day as it comes. She died in like a skiing accident yeah. a while back. There is another quote here, a little bit further on. So it was asked a number of years later. A couple of years later, well, quite a while later, I mean, five or six years later, um, I think he was asked a question about like whether or not he was on the hunt for you know some sort of you know wolf. new, not wolf, new bow. Yeah. Um, I'm keeping myself to myself, and I like it that way. I'm not hunting. I'm the opposite of what would a male cougar be? Is there such a thing? Whatever it is, I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah, which is I'm good. Right with that. I'm yeah, good. yeah. Um, there's a good quote about the A team. Okay. I watched it about two months ago, and I found it a little confusing. And I was in the thing. <laughs> I just couldn't figure out who was who and what what's been done to him and why. A little bit. I mean, my kids totally understood it and got it. I don't know. It's a toss of the coin sometimes with these things. <laughs> I thought it was a great ride and Joe Carnahan, the director, yeah. had done a great job. I mean, he's basically just said he did a shite job. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was cast well because I was <laughs> fucking in it. <laughs> but there you go. You never know. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Can I have another go? Because I do want to try and hit you. Okay. One more go. All right, Dad. Uh, I'm going to go for G6. It's a miss. Fuck. You want one more go? Okay, I'll take two. F. You take six. two. <laughs> F6. Yeah. Miss. Um, do I get two more goes now? Yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I really just want to finish this. I'm going to go for A5. <laughs> hit. Yeah. <laughs> what have I hit? Uh. Show me battleship. <laughs> <laughs> he says sheepishly. Um, I'm going to go for uh, B5. Oh, that's a mess. Okay. Well, you know. So all in, you've got six hits and I've got zero. Looks like I win as we close this episode out. So uh, good game, you, good have, game. Have you got anything else that you want to talk, talk about uh, with regards to Neeson? No. No? No, I like him. Do you? Newfound respect for him by, you know, um, investigating him on this uh, on this episode. Okay. And investigate him, I have. So la- last closing note from me is that, uh, so I don't know what you thought about his hair in the commuter, but after being insulted by Steven Seagal, uh, the quote from Liam Neeson was, 
I want to know who dyed his hair, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Classic Neeson. I mean, he's dyeing his hair now, but yeah. it's somewhat subtle. Whereas, yeah, just for men. Yeah, whereas Seagal's is just completely jet black, same way yeah. that uh, and his, and his, Nick Cage is. Oh, shit. And his uh, goatee as well. Yeah. Goatee. Cool. All right, if you would like to listen to more of these podcasts, like the one we keep mentioning from last week, the Nick Cage episode yep. or the one from before that JCVD part two then you can uh, check us out on the web the cyber web what? Yeah. Um, the super highway yeah. yeah super information techno highway <laughs> techno 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 yeah uh, we're at www.facebook.com forward slash guys on film we're at GOF podcast on Twitter and Instagram and you can just listen to any at any time if you want to just ask Alaska. Alaska. Yes. Ask Alaska. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, ask Amazon Alaska if uh, she'll play you some Guys on Film podcast. She will. So we'll Google Home. All right. Bye. Bye. Also, just tell your mates. <laughs> begging it. Yeah, begging it. 24-7. <laughs> 365. Please listen to my friend's podcast.